Hey, boys and girls! It's Thursday. It's that time, once again, that could happen to any day between Monday and Thursday. Occasionally Friday, often Sunday, not too often Sunday, never on Saturday. It is my Thai happy hour. It is happy hour number seven. That is a lot of happy hours. So many happy hours. So many wonderful evenings of of us in your earballs. That's just the way it is. And as always, with me, as always, as always, the wonderful, beautiful hamburger himself, Hambone. Hamburger, hamburger helper. Burglar. I was going for hamburger. I thought you were going to go for hamburger helper, but I don't yeah. know what I was going for. Well, hello everybody. I'm happy to be back again. I'm happy that you just you just immediately start with my theme music, which is nice. Well, you know, until we get like busted for copyright rules, we are going to continue using that. Yeah. And then I'll blame you because when I try to phase it back, you're like, no, I need my music. Well, if you told me it was because we were breaking the law instead of you just like forgetting, then I, that's a different story. So this guy is usually our special guest, but now we have a different special guest. So I think you're just filling in for Ken. So you are our co-host for the week and that would be oh yeah the great harvey big black laguerre the greatest person i've ever met that hasn't tried to murder me it's a short list of people who haven't tried to murder very very short list of people (laughs) who haven't tried to murder me it's 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 frightening almost uh welcome to the show again harvey uh i really gotta say the internet is a buzz over your crazy crazy Hulk Hogan prediction last week that turned out to be incredibly precognition Harvey yes I guess it was on it was only a matter of time and I guess I just got lucky telling the world about it and just spitting all of that information from my from my earballs from my big black brain and I'm glad everybody was able to hear it here on the Mai Tai Happy Hour we are we are so blessed to have you. Thank you so much, Harvey. But with us straight from Bangkok, our own very very own. Do I have music for you? Our very own Ladybird, Ladyboy, Ladybird, Ladyboy. I don't George. know. I'll take them both. N- nothing's good about that statement. Well, welcome back from Thailand. I'm back from Thailand. I got the boys out of the cave. You're welcome, everybody. Seriously, though, I, I, I think that might be one of the most amazing things ever. Like, some people were all excited for Elon Musk to go in there and save those children. No, no, instead. no, George, George, nobody was excited for Elon Musk to fail and simply uh, take this tragedy and make it all about himself. But but we yep. but we have you. That's true. We have you. You went in there. Yep. You saved the children. Yeah, it was dark. It was dark. It was you cold. You bent at a 45-degree angle. I'm very flawlessly. flexible. And I didn't know you were that good of a swimmer. I'm, I, I took lessons. Jewish Y? The JCC, yeah. <laughs> is that what it, I, I would never have called it the Jewish Y, but there we go. I think this is going to be an excellent episode today. We uh, News broke today that Comic Con's going on it's right now. Happening. I have not had enough time to really scour the news to find out what's going on, but we have release dates now for this new Joker movie, the second of two Joker movies that are going to be coming out in the coming year because we needed not one, but two Joker movies. I think this is kind of insane. Well, it's a big day for DC because they also dropped the DC Titans official trailer, which is horrible. So we're gonna be talking about our wow. fav- we're gonna be talking about our favorite Joker. Right. Um, we're gonna figure out whether who's the best Joker of all time, and we are also gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about. And I got a lot of random things going on in my head right now because I was up in a loft in in heat Near and my asbestos. brain is fried in the asbestos trying yeah, to mesothelioma problem. And I yeah, and it's crazy. We're Whoa. gonna be doing ads for that soon. So because <laughs> everybody else seems to is Harvey only in everybody's left ear ball? Or do you guys no, have? No, yeah, I got them both. Okay, so it's just left. my earphones suck. Anyway, we are going to talk about Josh's night in Bangkok. Yeah, multiple nights. I want to hear about all the fucked up shit you did and saw and had sex with. Uh, we are going to talk about Hopefully Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan being reinducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. We're going to get more thoughts from Harvey. It's it is so on the money and topical right now. So we, we need to know more about that. We are going to talk about uh, strange museums we've been to in the last whenever. Yep. Because we feel like everybody needs to start visiting more museums in these hot summer days. And finally, we're going to end it with a little bit of info on Dojo Pro Wrestling, Hambone's new favorite wrestling show. I can't believe how much I liked it and how it just kind of flew under the radar. And there it was. But first, <laughs> a cocktail. First, a cocktail. So I'm pretty excited about this cocktail. Uh, it's it's hard because I, I was looking back for it today. So, you know, George, you tweet so much. It was hard to kind of go back and find this tweet. But uh, Bon Appetit Magazine put out a 
article about if you're going to make a tiki drink at home, make this one specifically. So I'm always on the lookout for new drinks to make. So what this is, it's called a bird of paradise, which is a variation on the jungle bird. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty on the money tiki drink. And the recipe goes a little something like this. It's got... Uh, Oh my God! You forgot the recipe. No, they 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 don't put it in there normally like they do in other other articles. It's like spread out through the thing where they're explaining everything nice to you. So, well, who are you? Wait, who are you talking? Who is this citing? Who are we citing here? Bonappetit.com. Bonappetit, like the like curious type stuff. It's it's the the thing you tweeted the other day. It's Bonappetit.com. I like anyone else actually reads the shit I tweet. I I would hope you do. No, I'm just like every Republican out there. I just say shit and don't know what I'm talking about. You know what? That's fair. And that explains a lot. So this is a riff on the classic tiki drink called the Jungle Bird. Uh, They sort of flip-flop the recipe. And what it is, they want you to use a half cup of sugar and a half cup of water and shake until the sugars dissolve to make the simple syrup, which is actually a really clever way to make simple syrup that I've I've never actually heard before. So that's a fast and loose way to make your uh, your sugar syrup. So a half cup of sugar, half cup of water, shake it in a jar and until it dissolves. Then you're going to add an ounce of Aperol, an ounce of overproof rum. What is rum. Aperol? So Aperol is it's a very specific kind of liqueur. It's fancy. And uh, you don't really see it that often. However, our friend Chrissy drinks them all the time. Really? Yeah, she, she drinks Aperol spritzes now. Like, it's her favorite thing. And so it is considered... Um, an Italian aperitif made of rhubarb. Oh my god, I can't, I'm not going to try to pronounce this word. Cinchona, cinchona, among other ingredients. Um, Isn't that Madonna's maiden name? I think that is Madonna's maiden name. It might be uh, from her family. So you're going to use uh, an ounce of aperol, an ounce of overproof rum, whatever kind you like, an ounce of pineapple juice, a half ounce of fresh lime juice, and a quarter ounce of that simple syrup that we quickly made. You are going to put it in a cocktail shaker with ice, shake it. For about 30 seconds, strain it to a glass to the brim, and then uh, if you've got a little little pineapple, you're going to garnish it with that. It's delicious. It's fantastic. Also with us, we have, as we said, the, the Lord and Savior, the uh, Ayatollah of, of Judaism. Uh, we have Joshua Goldfarb. And Joshua, in your hands, what do you have right now? I have a, a can of Gosling's Dark and Stormy, ready-to-drink rum cocktail. So I am a huge fan of the Dark and Stormy. And it's when a I, perfect drink. When I saw this, I was like, well, I need to have it. It's a premium. It's one of the most simple cocktails to make, that and like the Hurricane. And I was dying to know how it would taste canned. Gosling's made it, so it's by the people who make the Dark and Stormy. They invented it. It's like if Pussers were to make a painkiller in a can, I would probably just die. Oh, that would be it for you. So I want to know what it tastes like because when I tried it, I found it to be way too gingery. Can you uh, can you take a sip? Let me know. I want to know what you think of this uh, this cocktail in a can, and what do you think about cocktails in a can? All right, he's taking it. He's swilling. He's 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 holding his mouth. He's sniffing. He sniffed it. He loves the smell. What do you think? I think the flavor is fine. I think I don't think it's too gingery. I think it's so carbonated really because it's yeah yeah so i think the car the the extra carbonation that you get from having it in a can um with the ginger kind of brings like accentuates that ginger flavor it's okay it's it's certainly not the best one i've ever had if you, you know, cr- if you were to crack that over uh, a glass with ice and let it simmer for a sec do you think it would taste better Ask me in a few minutes. Oh, snap. We are doing that. We are doing it. Harvey, what's your favorite cocktail? We lost Harvey. Oh, no. Harvey ran away. Oh, maybe one of his kids got out of bed and wanted food. That could be. Wait, Harvey's still uh, Harvey's still on the air. I don't know where Harvey yes, went. Harvey, I'm still here. Harvey yes. ran away. I don't know what happened there. Harvey, what's your favorite cocktail? Are you doing the dishes again? No, I'm not doing the dishes, but all this talk about alcohol... I went and got something out the fridge. Nice. nice. <laughs> it's uh, called Milk Stout Nitro. It's a beer. I've had that. It is delicious. What does it, it taste is. like? Um, like an artisanal Guinness. Look at you. Oh, I applaud that description. Thanks, buddy. I'm pouring it as we speak. I don't know if you can hear it. I had to make up for that jungle bird. <laughs> as I pour it, it comes out dark, which is just perfect because I'm pouring it. Um, it's beautiful. It's got a, a large head, which is perfect because I'm pouring it. <laughs> it's everything. Uh, I like here, and you know, everything.
everybody's drinking, so I figured I would join in. So, so I apologize for stepping away. But no, nah, don't worry about it. Uh, you don't have to apologize. We were worried, but we're glad you're okay. Thank you. Yeah, people, people, people are definitely. Not I found there. Harvey. Harvey was in the wrong channel. Really? <laughs> Harvey was. Oh. Uh, Harvey was not in seven eight. He was in eight nine ten. This is why I should not be putting this together at midnight when I remember I have not set up for the next day. Well, that's cool. This that, is exhilarating, uh, radio guys. Yeah. More exhilarating is the fact that there are going to be two Joker movies next year. Warner Brothers will release a Todd Phillips Joaquin Phoenix movie, simply titled Joker, on October fourth, twenty nineteen. Just announced. <sighs> Look, you can say what you want, but when I think Joaquin Phoenix, like, so I used to forever get uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger confused as this different, you know. How? Just, you know, they had the strange face. They were quite, they had the weird longish hair. Weren't they both in 10 Things I Forget About You? I don't know. I no, just that was get, just Heath Ledger. I no. used to get yeah. them confused for some weird reason. But anyway, that's going to be one. And then Variety has just reported that Warner Brothers is developing a spinoff of the Joker film with the Super. Suicide Squad's Jared Leto, starring and executive producing. Are you guys excited? Not in the least bit. I will Not say, yeah, God, I will say this. So you know what you're gonna get from a, a Jared Leto Joker film. We've seen it in the Suicide Squad. It wasn't good. That said, uh, with the Joaquin Phoenix, I would love to see if they're gonna really do a Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, do the Joker, but do it as if they were making Old Boy. With the Joker, oh. with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, that okay. that would get it to go from six p.m. to twelve a.m. in my house real quick. But I, I can only imagine how they're gonna fuck this up sideways. Harvey just got wet. It was a really strange sound. Very well, strange. No, he mentioned old boy, and that has a serious effect on me. Yo, oh my! Like I think oh. Harvey, think about that. Could you imagine if? Because you know that what they made, oh, they remade Old Boy already with uh, Brolin. It was horrible, right? But the yeah. the idea of the original Old Boy, like if they made a movie like that, but instead of like Old Boy, it's the Joker, and that Joker's Joaquin Phoenix. I'd pay to see that. I would too. Wait, I so would too. I agree. Would you in that movie? Would the Joker be Old Boy, or would he be the person breaking Old Boy? It'd probably be the person breaking old boy. But I'm just talking yeah. about the style of movie. Like, stylistically, right. like, that kind of vibe, that mm-hmm. kind of pacing. That's what... Like the first season of Daredevil. Yeah. They um, borrowed heavily from they, old they boy. They did. Now. You're right. I, I I will give you that. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just not excited about things that DC does in their movie universe. And also, the thing that dropped today, I don't know if you saw the trailer for it, the, the Titans. No idea. Teen Titans? No. So that's the thing. Teen Titans is the biggest kids cartoon in the world right now me and gabe are watching it when we got home from work right see that's awesome they're making a dark and gritty titans uh for because cbs uh not cbs forgive me dc is going to launch their own streaming service where they're going to have all their movies all their cartoons all their tv shows and their flagship is going to be this titans program now if you watch this trailer it looks and sounds like uh on freeform they do this show called shadow hunters which is very like emo like uh, very, very emo, like demon hunters, and like they have that, like really, like this is the song kind of music hanging in the background, trying to like create some kind of vibe to it, and uh, it just looks like like hot garbage. And the the big edgy thing is they make you sign in depending on who you get the trailer from. Like if the trailer is is posted, say on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you can just go in and see it. But some people have been posting it where it says explicit content. You have to say that you're 18 to watch it because it's a red band trailer, because. They get in there, and this little Raven is trying to find Robin, and she's like, "Can you help me? Where, where, where's Batman?" And Robin just turns around and goes, "Fuck Batman!" <laughs> oh Jesus! And, Christ. and it's and it's all and it's all downhill from there. Like I, th- that's exactly what this trailer is. DC has no fucking idea what no they're doing. No fucking idea. And and I was talking to our friend George today, and he was like, "You know, I watched the trailer, and I was thinking that." They probably were developing this back when, because because it's been in like kind of development hell for a while. Because they had to wait until they were getting the green light to do the DC streaming service. So they've been developing it for a while. They've been developing it in the same area and way that they've been doing all their other garbage movies that are so dark, so brooding, and like we have to take this so seriously. And so I'm like, wow, I don't even think they said the word fuck in the regular DCU. Like maybe I think they said it in the Suicide Squad, but I don't really count that because that was supposed to be edgy and R-rated. Like. To hear Robin go, fuck Batman. I'm like, wow, that's their move. That's their move to try to get people talking. And yes, we are talking about it now, but we're talking about how bad it is. I, I, Stinks. I'm not excited at all. I also need to point out that 
Gotham was barred from calling what they have as the Joker on their show the Joker. Is he like the Prince of uh, something? Uh, so the, the, it came down from on high at DC. They're like, look, we don't give a single shit. You can use whoever you want in whatever you want. You just can't say the Joker in Gotham. And I don't know for whatever reason that they did that specifically there. So in the Berlantiverse, the big crossover that's going to happen this year with the Green Arrow, the Flash, Supergirl, they're bringing in Batgirl. I'm sorry, forgive me, not Batgirl, Batwoman, which is pretty awesome. She's a full-out lesbian. She is in their universe now. She is a cop by day. She's Batwoman by night. And I'm like, this is a really bold choice to bring the Bat family into the Berlantiverse, and they're going to get it right. And it's going to be fun. And it's not going to be, fuck Batman, dark. It's going to be awesome. Like, everything they do on TV with the the CW shows, everything they do in the cartoon world is great. They just can't get their movie straight. It's there, the worst. There is a cat slowly crawling to you. Are you going to die, McGuire? I, I am I am only trying to not slide back out of fear. She, she's mad-dogging me right that's, now. That's a he. That's a boy. That's the, Icarus. The boy, can you tell by his testicles are slowly well, heading do, do towards you know, your I don't, face? I don't ever get close enough to your cat to see if it's got balls. You can see right there. Look, bend over. It's oh, got oh, real testicles. There you go. It turned around. Yes. I, I got the other view. Those are real. They're brown, but they're real. They're, they're there. Yes. We didn't give him nudicles. We were thinking about it, but we chose not to. I don't know why he's on the table right now. Perchance it's it's Josh and his kitty smell that's all over his bags and stuff. That but could be. It, it is what it is. And can you, can you can you grab the cat, Josh, and get the cat off? Get get the cat's yeah. ass out of my face. Hambone is starting to twitch. He's actually turning red. If he starts doing the hacking thing, we're screwed. The cat needs to get off the table right now. Oh my God, Josh! Why is he jumping on your face? Get him off! Oh my God. Oh my god, this is getting really uncomfortable. Yes. Alright, he's off the table. Good, good, good. Everything's good now. Everything's back to normal. Let's talk a little bit about our... I just solved another crisis. Uh, hey, Harvey, we know you're a DC Universe person. Last time you wanted us to do the best Superman movie, we chose to not listen to you and decide to do the best Joker instead, since you know, Batman. Uh, I will we'll start this off. Uh, we are going to choose... We can choose between Cesar Romero... Uh, this one is largely who I remember from my youth because this was on, I think, in late afternoon, maybe after The Real American Hero, and I would watch it at my grandmother's house. But my personal favorite, uh, my, my favorite Joker of all time is Jack Nicholson, who in retrospect is actually not very good. But that was the Joker that I probably paid, played with his action figure more than any other Joker. You know, I did the Batusi too. I or the or the Bat Dance, <laughs> the, bat dance. the Bat Dance, like Prince cosplayed as him in a video. I'm I'm a big big Jack Nicholson Joker though. I recently saw that Batman, the '89 Batman, and it's it's almost unwatchable. It's very oh, oh it's, it's terrible. Long. It's, it's a long, long movie. It's long, and it's just a lot of prose, very little action. And they kill him at the end. Spoiler alert. So there's no reason to, like, you never bring him back. There's no other movies. They just killed the Joker at the end. <laughs> yeah, then they had another Batman movie, and there's a. Well, there wasn't Joker. Yeah, they kept adding the new ones yeah. and killing him at the end. Harvey, who's your favorite Joker? Um, Jack Nicholson did it for me. I have to agree with you on that. But oh. I have to say, I wasn't, I didn't hate that Batman as much as apparently the rest of you did. I enjoyed it, maybe because the soundtrack was so crazy. Have Prince, you watched it since? Um. Oh, maybe. No, I haven't seen it in a while. You think I need to watch it again? I think you need to watch it again. I think you should try. Yeah, I really <laughs> should think tomorrow night, get the kids, cuddle on up, and show them the Batman from your youth. It is now almost 30 years yeah. old, which yeah. is crazy, because I remember seeing that in the movies. They came out, was that the same year as Jurassic Park, or was that 91? Jurassic Park, Park was, was later. Later, later. Yeah. okay. Uh, oh no, no, that was the same year. Uh, Batman was the same year as uh, the 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 Robin Hood movie with Prince of Thieves with, with Kevin, Kevin Costner? Costner. Yes, yes. I like that movie. God, they were making so much money back in the movies and back in that day. Like, the, I, I think about how many movies came out around that time that they were just printing money, printing money. I know your favorite Joker. I can read your mind, Hambo, and I know who your favorite one is. What is it? It's uh, all right. All right. Let me feel a mind bullet. You mind bullet. You mind bullets. It's Mark Hamill. You know that is a very good call. Uh, he is my favorite Joker. My favorite voice of the Joker. My favorite Joker is Cesar Romero. 
Hmm. All time. I grew up watching Batman, and that was always my Joker. And he was just always so like so garish and out there and like flamboyant. And I fucking loved him. I mean, like it's just it's just so colorful. And so like he was the clown prince of crime. Can we put it out there? Mark Hamill did do the vo- voice of Joker from 1992 to 2016, off and on, depending on when it was on. But that was like the longest Joker. Oh yeah, no, no one will beat him. I mean, I think that was like that's where he made all his money when he wasn't doing Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing because he he put a post up today about I'm going to be walking around Comic Con with these masks, and one was like a vintage like Luke mask, one was a Joker mask, one was uh, Skips from regular show. Like he's he's. It does voices for everything. He's great. I, I also think that the Batman animated series is my favorite version of Batman. I agree, 100%. Absolutely. And I came to it very late, as in like the past two years, and it's amazing. I used to put the videotapes on at the RX place. That's how I got into it when I worked at that. So that's like 20-something years ago. But that's where I used to watch it. Allison was a big fan, so I used to watch it when she used to watch it as well. Um, have we done, We did you, Harvey. Josh, who's your favorite Joker? Oh, Jared Leto. <laughs> um, uh, honestly i i don't think there's been a bad joker except for jared leto i i mean i don't they they're they're all different but i mean the caesar romero one is the one that i grew up watching and he was hilarious and silly and goofy and jack nicholson is the one that i watched as a teenager and he took the the comedy and the silliness of Cesar Romero and added some actual gravity and weight to it. And I like the Heath Ledger version. I, I love the Heath Ledger version. Not because I, I really don't like the way he looks like the Joker. I don't really like the way they presented the Joker. But that movie, and I, I say it often, I think that movie is the best... It's not just the best Batman movie. I think it's a classic cinema movie that should be watched in the same way you watch The Godfather or other classic movies in the movie canon. I, I, I think that stands out far and wide from the rest of the movies in that trilogy. Well, I mean, if you look at, with these Jokers, you, you look at the Cesar Romero Joker, and his motivation at all times was stealing a diamond or something. You yeah. know, it, it, He was just a, a, a petty criminal, really, who had a gimmick. Jack Nicholson, I have no idea. No idea. What his problem... I don't know why he decided to try to kill all of Gotham. Well, so that was my argument with Bane in the final Batman movie. Oh, well, that made no sense either. I would just take over the city and kill you all yeah. because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But at least, you know, with Heath Ledger, he wanted to kill people because screw it all. Yeah. And he didn't even necessarily want to kill everybody. He just wanted to kind of throw it out there and let people figure it out for themselves. Yep. Because he thought that deep down people were not very great. He was much more of a... Uh, uh, Thomas Paine than a John Locke, but you know, whatever. We can move on from there. Oh Jesus, he wow. went deep. So well, speaking, so speaking of movies from that time. Okay, I, I encourage anybody, everybody out there, go ahead and go in the comment section on this podcast and let us know who your favorite Joker is and why. Might put up a poll, but I think we only can do two or three things on the poll. But we want to know who your favorite Joker is. Hambone will post it on Twitter. Let him yep. know. We are excited to find out what you think. But around that time, there was another movie, uh, and it was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh yeah. Which is excellent to be followed up by a piece of Ugh. garbage Indiana Jones 4, which with Crystal of Castle Grayskull or something. The, huh? the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I feel like this episode, George, is going to be me mostly groaning yeah, about things that are getting... I, I don't think I've ever groaned so much in like 77 episodes as I did today. As far as I'm concerned, uh, that movie occupies the same area of the universe as um, the time that Dave Navarro theoretically was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It just never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Same thing with Fat Elvis. Didn't exist. Just did not exist. Nope. Did not happen. Um, Hulk Hogan not being in the WWE Hall of Fame. It just never happened. We're going to forget about this. Apparently not. I'm kidding. Uh, So we just found out Indiana Jones. There's going to be a fifth one. It's going to star Harrison Ford. It's going to come out in 2021 and July 2021. And Harrison Ford's going to be almost 80. I think it's going to be 79. So what is this one? Indiana Jones and the pool house of the over 55 community? Uh, way over 55. This is like barely alive. This yeah. is 10 Shit. years younger than most people die. I don't know. It's it's something I don't think any of us want to see. And Harrison Ford's not strapped from cash. Like I can't fathom that he really needs... To make this movie. Like, was his divorce that bad? Like, shit. This is also a sidebar, not a segment. But, Harvey, I want to know what you think. 
Um, well, what I think is, um, I don't know what you guys will think of this. I've never actually seen any of the Indiana Jones. What the fuck? What the fucking fuck? What do you think about that? I think you've missed <laughs> three of the greatest adventure movies ever. And then the fourth one just pulled down the whole trilogy? Is, is Wait, that, fourth is one? It, there is the no fourth, fourth one. one. I, what you, what am not, I missing? I'm not familiar. I don't know what to do with this Harvey person. I don't know who he is. I am not excited. I will say that anytime any of these people try, like our heroes from the 80s, tried to make comeback movies, be it Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Chuck Norris or anyone, it usually turns into a hot pile of crap, with the exception of Sylvester Stallone, because Rocky Balboa, Creed, and John Rambo are three excellent movies you should go see. And what, like HGH? Definitely true. Like, well, I oh don't God. care oh, what yes. he looks he's, like. He's on the gas. But the, but the plot, the stories are very good movies. He's gotta be on the gas, right? Oh, without question. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So just, oh, yeah. just to give uh, the listeners at home a little idea of what Harrison Ford is like now. So Harrison Ford is 76 years old as we speak. He was 66 when he allegedly filmed that fourth Indiana Jones movie that we don't, we don't acknowledge. So we are looking at a 76-year-old Indiana Jones. Now, I don't know if you remember the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Barely, where you have like the old indie sitting around, and he's like telling the story. You know, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. How I want to see that. Like, I, I just, God, just reboot it. Just, you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not a person who's always like, oh, I, I don't really want to see a lot of reboots. But man, I will tell you, I would take a complete reboot and overhaul. Then, is 76 year old Indiana Jones, or and and I know it's kind of a novel thought in 2018. Just let it go. Just let it go. What is the purpose of rebooting this this franchise besides well, I, you know, the fact I, that I the name be, has money? I would money. be fine with a reboot if they do it right. I do think that every now and then... Oh, I can't think of any. No, no I forget You know what that. I'd rather have in a... Just, shit, reboot it and just change the name so it's not called Indiana Jones. You could call it, I don't know, National Treasure because those movies were really good uh, and were basically the new Indiana Jones. Uncharted. We can go that route. You, Speaking you could, of Uncharted, you, could do you started playing the video game. No, I just watched the Nathan Fillion 15-minute fan movie that he made himself <laughs> to try to be like, look, I want to be Nathan Drake. It was awesome. I would well, I would it, pay it, cash it, money to see Nathan Fillion as Nathan and, Drake. And that would work. There there would be a built-in audience already. There's not a lot of salesmanship to go as far as telling people about what the movie is. Um, and it worked for Ryan... Uh, Ryan... Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. As far as Indiana Jones is concerned, let Sleeping Dogs Lie. Yeah. Just let it go. Anyway, let's move on. Josh, you just came back from Bangkok, yeah, sure Thailand. Yep. I've seen your photos, frolicking with the prostitutes, hanging out with the ladyboys, yep. doing a lot of clubs, doing a lot yep. of drugs. What was it like? Um, I got roofied three times. Uh, once was on purpose, though. Um, no, ba- Bangkok was... I was just in Thailand for two weeks. I spent uh, about eight days in Bangkok. Uh, and it was an amazing city. I absolutely loved it. I ate my way through the city. Um, it is massive. And at some points, it could be pretty sad. You get to some areas where there's slums, and they are like people living next to an open sewer. The, so, but okay, that's great and all. Okay. But, uh, but I, hear, me, I hear the true thing that just blew your mind and probably would blow my ass was there are no flushing toilets in Thailand. Well, yeah, I, I kind of described that poorly. The, the, in Thailand, the toilets, um, the typical public toilet is a squat toilet. So it's put, a hole in the ground? Yes. Now, I, as a former boyfriend, a boyfriend, boy scout, I made, <laughs> it, I made it to star. I made it to star. Okay. Uh, I had to poop in many a latrine. Yeah. Once I had to do the dig the hole and mm-hmm. poop and like cover the hole, that I did not like. I used a log as a sitting utensil. Okay. What what does this compare to? Have you ever done this before? No, it's weird and it's uncomfortable. Um, luckily, in most public bathrooms, there is a civilized pedestal toilet, which I'd always try to find. Um, but more importantly than that, they don't. Their plumbing is really bad, so you cannot flush paper down the toilet. Is it a hole to, that leads to what? I'm not familiar with the public sewage in Bangkok. Did I'm, you ponder that? No. Like, where is your poop going? I don't know, man. The, <laughs> my, my, guess, my guess is the river that, that divides the city. The, Rizzer, Wizard, oh. the river Thames. There, there you go, the River Thames. Um, but um, so instead of now here in the United States, since we can flush our toilets, flush paper down the toilets, we, we wipe with paper. Mm-hmm. Um, Bangkok, you cannot do that. So every toilet has a sprayer next to it, just like the sprayer that you have in the kitchen next to your sink. And uh, when you're done 
doing what you got to do. You take the sprayer, hose yourself down. And uh, yeah, it does a really great job cleaning yourself, and but, I'm sold. But what about like you know, sometimes you have to wipe deep. Can you wipe deep? Like, <laughs> what's Christ the pressure hurt. on it? Like? Well, wow. the pressure's there. So no, that's that's a fair question. And listen, I was eating a lot of spicy food, so there was a couple days where, yeah, got to wipe deep. And um, like, how do you dry off? Well, there's toilet paper. So after you're done wiping yourself, you take the toilet paper, dab yourself dry, and put that in the garbage. Ah, so there's in no the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. There's a garbage can. Uh, uh, now, the garbage uh, can, it's filled with, you know, simply, I mean, you use toilet paper. It's just simply, you know, wet. There should not be anything on it. Luckily, I never saw anything on it. Um, it's a weird place, man. Does it smell? Do all the bathrooms just smell bad? Well, I mean, pub- the public bathrooms did, but that's like saying, do the public bathrooms at Penn Station smell bad? But, yeah, they stink. Yeah, but when I remember going to latrines, you just smelled shit. Like, do you smell that no. when... No, no, it's no. just like... Because it still flushes. It does flush. It does flush. So you're not it, looking down. If you take like your phone and you put the flashlight on your phone on and look down, it's not like floaters. No, It no. doesn't look like the latrines at the Warp Tour when you're done oh, the, the porta-potties. That's in, the smell I'm Rest picturing. in peace, the Warp Tour. No, it does not. Well, guys, it's been fun because <laughs> 77 episodes, now we're talking it. about poop. There we we are. We We've are talking talked about poop, about poop before no, many a times. Remember when we talked about Coney Island High and the wall of like... The wall roaches. Oh, yeah, no, gross. we have talked about... I'm just so fascinated by this mm. right now, Josh. So you spent most of the time in Bangkok most of the time walking in around Bangkok. the streets with itchy butt. Yep, absolutely. Uh, got some Thai massages, no rub and tug. <laughs> uh, but you can tell where those places are. You had a... Uh, uh, you had fishies? I had, I had a fish. I got a fish pedicure prompting everyone I know to send me various articles telling me why I should not have done that. But whatever, I, I'm alive and currently have all my toes and toenails, don't have any diseases. Um, <laughs> ate lots of food on the street. Ate a, uh, ate a silkworm. Harvey, have you ever eaten bugs? No, I've been able to avoid those. Yeah, yes. I, I was offered a silkworm, so I ate one. Guess what it tastes like? Ass? Tastes like, like a goddamn worm. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Har- Harv, there's a reason they don't offer that at the Golden Corral. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was really good. Well, he couldn't eat it. it he's vegan, so he that's wouldn't be right. able to eat it. Yeah. But, um, exactly. That's, that's, you know, that's one of the times when being a vegan is like the best excuse. Absolutely. It's like, oh, I, Absolutely. I, 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 I don't even have to say it. I, would, I don't want to do this. I just, I can't. There you go. So more importantly, you went to Trader Vic's. We can't skip I an did. episode now that every week we seem to be going to 4 million tiki bars. There you go. We drank a lot. You, I... I so Trader Vic's, while there aren't too many left in the United States, there's um, still way too many floating around in other countries. Like there's, I think, one in Madrid. There's yep. clearly one in Thailand. There's, other, I think, a few in Japan. What was it like going to the, the Trader Vic's in, in Bangkok? It, well, um, it sucked getting there. Um, Bangkok is a huge city. The traffic is really bad. And the Trader Vic's is— What about Uber? They don't have Uber. They have this thing called Grab. It's the same thing. The government of Thailand basically told Uber, get the hell out of here and sell to this company. And they did. And they could do that because it's a military dictatorship. Um, so I, I took a, a Grab. I got a, uh, But even once I got in the car, it took an hour to get to Trader Vic's um, after me standing outside in the rain for an hour waiting for the Grab. So once I got to Trader Vic's, I was already kind of like, what the hell? And it is not in the center of the city. It is... On the other side of the river, which is as far as, as it seems like it is, it's not near anything, and it's part of a hotel resort. Well, they usually are. Okay. Um, that was weird to me. I did not expect that. So, And it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night, so the only people hanging out at Trader Vic's were like a couple hotel guests. Weird American tiki guys in Aloha shirts. No. Oh. No, no. Just like random guests who are staying at the hotel. No tiki people at all. And they're all sitting down having meals. Uh, the bar was empty except for me, and uh, I went up to the guy, got a menu, ordered a Mai Tai, and I looked at him and said, what mugs do you have for sale? I've been traveling for two hours. I, want, I, I got money. I want to buy some mugs. And he looks at me dead in the eye and says, we don't have any. <laughs> that was my experience at the Polynesian a couple months ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel your pain. It's like, so what are you talking about? You don't have any. He's like, well, we have some, but like, you can't buy them. We don't have enough. So I go through the menu, and every menu that has like the cup next to it, I order that drink. I got a little intoxicated. There may have been five or six drinks in about an hour and a half. I went hard, and it was fucking amazing. And you, and you, you managed to not get murdered on the way back to the I hotel. Did, I did not get murdered or end up with a lady boy. Um, although I did Josh, see some, I did see on. some hookers in the uh, in the bars, though. Yeah, lady yeah. boys or hookers. 
It depends what bar you're at. That's what I found out. If you end up with a lady boy, that's because you were at a lady boy bar and just didn't know it. Hmm. Like different bars. Not that there's have, anything wrong with that. No, I don't care. Not at all. Um, but different bars have different people. But any girl, you, any Thai girl you see at a bar in Bangkok, she's working. Was there any problem with seeing like underage girls and you're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable? No, but I also avoided that area because I'm 40 and really didn't feel like dealing with that. Yep. No red light district for you. No, not for me. So I had a couple drinks. And eventually I have this one drink. I don't even know what it's called, but it was served in like a, it looked like a coffee mug with no handle with a big flat bottom, whatever. And I looked at the guy and said, I want this mug. He said, we can't sell it. We only have two. I said, I'll give you a thousand baht that ends up being about $30. Yep. Now, when the average drink is a quarter of that, you know, that's a pretty decent markup. He looks at me and says, no. He says, <laughs> wow. but you know what? We do have this. Oh, Jesus. He's pulling out a bag. There's a bag. Something's going on. He's opening up. And he says to me, you can't tell anybody about this. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think he has a bomb. Sure. So oh, wrapped in the menu, the wine menu from Trader Vic's is a Trader Vic's Bangkok tiki mug. Nice. Which I got. He looks at me and says, no charge. Don't tell anybody I sold it. I gave it to you. So, George. You are enjoy. insane. That's awesome. That is, the, I, I'm I'm crying right now. I'm crying inside. <laughs> I am like, this is the most. This is the most meaningful bug ever. This is amazing. They probably killed this in the back. Like there was they, like they may, a child yeah. made this. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I am so happy. I don't know why they weren't selling those though. That's so weird because these probably cost know. like two cents. I don't know but why they probably, they probably just don't have enough. Yeah, because they have to. You know, they still have to make the drinks for people. That's what he said. Well, those those mugs are apparently only used. They have like a Sunday brunch, and that's the only time they use those mugs. Right. And I looked. They didn't. I mean, I went on a Tuesday, so they, theoretically they had all the mugs out. They only had like fifteen or so. So they didn't have many, but like, why can't they make more? I, well, I think it probably just costs a lot because they probably are using the Trader Mug Vix brand mugs, which they would probably have to import from America. Whatever. I'm sure Trader Tiki Farm isn't cheap to like ship overseas that far. And just so everybody knows, I'll post a photo up. It looks like uh it just like looks, looks like an Aztec god almost with a Trader Vix Bangkok. Very simple, very cool, very beautiful. Love Amazing. It. Looks great. Enjoy, man. Yeah. I tried to buy some more and he looked at me and he's like, Don't push it up, buddy. I will kill you. Yeah. Listen, white boy. I will kill you. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't good. So we probably should talk a little bit now about Hulk Hogan. All right. He's been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Not inducted. He's been reinstated. Stupid. And uh, I, I tell everybody who who's pondering why he was not originally just left in, if you can go find the statement he made in the sex tape, it is, it is amazing in its horribleness. Amazingly bad. Harvey, as the token black guy on the show... <laughs> We need to know, George. especially the week after you made this crazy prediction on how you would put him back in the WWE. I don't think you ever in your mind thought it would just be him showing up to a bad B pay-per-view and telling everybody, hey, I'm sorry, it was a sex tape. I shouldn't have ever been caught saying it. Harvey, this is your platform talk. Uh, I got to say it's strange because I'm still in this place i'm still in between i grew up a wrestling fan i that him and flair are the guys that i loved so i love wrestling so hogan is it and then to hear this you know to hear those words from him and i made a point to find his statement and i posted it on facebook and i found some more spotty on twitter put a nice little meme of it and i put it out there because there was a whole lot of garbage from people like oh let it go blah 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 oh he was he might have been drunk or you know people make mistakes and i listened to this and i'm like you know what make mistakes i parked in a handicapped spot that's a mistake i didn't randomly call somebody you know a bag or something that that's not a mistake that is a willful act so when he said what he said, it's blatantly offensive, and that's just should be everybody. But it was only a matter of time before he came back. He's too much of an icon. There's too much money to be made with him, and you knew he was coming back. So while I'm, you know, I'm still proud of the storyline that I came up with. I don't know. Pretty sad that he was back. So to see it, and I and I got the notification. I'm like, oh God, he's here. He's back. And all the white boy happiness was going to ensue and like, welcome back, Holster and blah, 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 that. And I don't know. But what did make me happy was the response from the African-American wrestlers, which I guess I'll I'll bring up later at, at the end of the um, 
at the pod as something that made me very happy this week. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm fine if I never see him again, if I never, ever see him again. But we know we will. It's only a matter of time before he shows up on TV. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, he's coming. And, yeah. and you know, I, I, I have to say, I respect the New Day and Titus even more. Because, oh you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing time because you know that they could have just, you know, just said, all right, it's fine, whatever, and just went, went their own way with it. But they spoke out against what I'm sure was probably company wishes and said, mm-hmm. hey, it's not okay. We don't, we're not going to associate with him. This is, okay. you know, it's, he's back and that we don't make that decision and we're going to do what we're going to do. And I respect them more for it because they, that shows a lot of integrity. Because, you know what, at the end of the day... He's he, he's he's wrong. He's wrong, and even in from what I've read of you know words on his apology, he still was kind of like, oh, but you know, I didn't know I was being recorded. It's like, well, no, you're not taking the steps to make it right. Look, you know what he did was terrible, and everyone does make mistakes. But it, what really matters is what you do after you make a mistake, and if very, you take the steps, true. you take the steps to own it. You take the steps to make it right, and you take the steps to 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 really from your heart be sorry and to move forward. And to be a better person. To, and he was... And the thing that really chaps my ass about it is that, you know, that's my suit. That's like my Superman growing up. Like, he's, he's a Hulkster. Like, it's right. it's such a... You know, and granted, you know, they say never meet your heroes, but it's such a betrayal that, you know, he he is blessed to have the opportunity to get a second chance like this. And he still won't own up to the fact that he was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That, that he is a piece of shit. Yeah, that's, that's, this, it, 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 yeah. yeah that, that he that he that yeah that he got yeah. For, you know what I mean though. He, he's not owning the no, fact that he's he's a scumbag, and I don't I I won't stand by it. I'm not you know I I you know I have like that mental trigger that everyone has growing up in the '80s. Like you hear Real American, like you you see yeah. like you know Hogan must pose, and like you you immediately have that like smile that kind of comes to your face because that it's like a huge nostalgia pop. It's all the endorphins, yep. and then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, but wait a second. The yep. candy apple is rotten on the inside. That's right. That's you know, right. Yeah. I Go actually ahead. kind of have a um, a little bit of a different take. Um, I disagree with them kicking him out of the Hall of Fame to begin with. Right. Uh, when they kicked him out, I thought to myself, "That's that's silly. Disavow him. Don't invite him back on TV. Put out a statement saying how you think it's reprehensible what he's saying and what he stands for and what he did." Um, but to kick him out simply invites the invite invites the re-induction, right. yep. which was inevitable. Um, and once they did kick him out, to, it was just a matter of time until they brought him back in. And I think that was, I think it's wrong. I, 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 and I disagree with the idea that they need him. They don't need Hulk Hogan anymore. He's an easy paycheck for a little bit, but Hogan needs the WWE a hell of a lot more than the WWE uh, his needs e- Hulk Hogan. He, let's be clear, his ego needs the WWE the $150 million he got from Gawker or whatever portion of it he actually cleared after bankruptcy court probably means he doesn't ever need to work again. But that's not what I'm... I'm sorry. What I mean is his his meaning to to survive, his his meaning to to exist, not financially, but to have a purpose, is based solely on the WWE. Without the WWE, he's nothing. And that's what they should have done. That should have been the punishment. The punishment is you have all your money, Hulk, but you're done to us mm-hmm. because kicking him out is just as – are you going to kick out every racist who's in the Rock and Roll Jimmy Hall of Fame? Jimmy Snuka murdered he, yeah. his girlfriend, and yep. he's in the WWE Hall of yeah. Fame. Yeah, so if you start punishing everybody who it comes out was a bad person, was a racist, was homophobic, whatever, whatever it was, then you're going to be kicking out a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, so I see also, I mean, I think, I don't know if you guys discussed it, why well, I ran to the bathroom because I had the runs because I was talking about Thailand. Nobody knew. You didn't have to bring it. Well, yeah, we I figured well, you well, were making well. fun of me the whole time. I, I did love that. Uh, I loved New Day's statement. I loved Titus O'Neil's statement. I thought they were very, very intelligent in the way they did. Titus clearly uh, has a lot more issues about it than uh, he even let on because he was, he was very, he was the only one that said basically his apology was bullshit. Yep. Uh, it is bullshit. However, on the other yeah. end of the spectrum, and again, it could be generational, but uh, Mark Henry's uh, comments on the Busted Open radio were right. very telling, where he basically was like, I forgive him. I thought it was very meaningful. So it's very weird how two different people can see it completely different ways. Mark Henry, however, 
did say something that I do agree with because he's like the way you are in your in your tens and eighteens and twenties and thirties, you change a lot. You grow up. Your views on life change. I don't know how long ago this Hulk Hogan sex it was. Thing. It, he that was, long ago. He was like sixty when he said this shit. Yeah, he's not like some stupid teenager that got all hopped up on the goofballs and was you know in his twenties banging his buddy's wife. He was like sixty something banging. He like a full ass adult who knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what he's I, saying. I think fifty something. I think he's sixty now. Oh, so you know what? That doesn't make it any no, better. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> but and I don't, I, I don't actually know what age that was. But I do understand what Mark Henry is saying. Is like things you do learn, you do change. People should be people who do stupid shit when they're young should be forgiven later in life. Yeah, if but they he wasn't young. Change. And if you're saying racist crap when you're 50, you're not growing out of it at that point, and you're not learning. All you're learning is that holy crap, I need to make a public apology, apology so I can continue. And I don't trust any public apology by anybody. They're all bullshit. So um, Harvey, let me just say yeah, one more ahead. thing. Um, so we've talked about a few people. I don't know if any of you guys saw Booker T's stance on this. Booker T disappointed me epically. His response to this was, oh, he didn't. First of all, he was, you know, he was he didn't know he was being recorded. And the guy was recording him. Who knows what was going on? Something must have been happening there. And he might have been drunk. And why are we taking this so seriously? And I'm like, even if all that is true, what he said was horrible. It all Booker's I can't I'm not going to call him. Uncle Tom Booker. I mean, that's my name I'm going to give him. I was never so sad as he was one of my favorite wrestlers. And to hear him just just cast aside what he said and give the excuse of, oh, well, he was unaware that he was being recorded. That just disappointed me epically. Well, that was Epic. that's that's been Hulk Hogan's excuse. I think he even used right. it at the thing. Right. I, but again, I do think it's generational. I mean, I think we've talked about a lot that the baby boomer generation pretty much just right. like has sucked so much. Like pretty much once all the baby boomers are gone, more than likely a good chunk of the horrible things in the world are gone. Uh, but I think I think Booker T is an example also of that of that era. You don't have to put up your hand. Just wait till I'm done, Ambone. The, the, the finger always, thing's so that's weird. That's never going to happen, dude. It's so You're never going to stop talking. <laughs> wait for so George. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that I have a point to I make. I was pooping for 10 minutes. You could have said it all that. <laughs> well, but, but you said something, something relevant just came up. Go ahead. So, you know what, Harv? I, I agree with you, and I, I agree with you. I see it a little bit differently with the Booker T thing. I can kind of see where he's coming from because he historically dropped the N-word on air once, and he refers to it as, like, the biggest mistake he's ever made. So I kind of, I'm not giving him a pass, but I guess I can see where he's like, hey, people make mistakes. I kind of, I I I almost lost everything because I said this on air, you know. Did he? Oh yeah! No, no, way. I think they oh, even like no, no, way. no Booker T did it. In a no, no, I know he yeah. did, but I don't think oh, he almost hell. lost everything. I think it was no. scripted. He no, he no, he no, says no, it was like was the scripted. worst thing he's ever done in his life, and he regret. It's like the biggest and only regret well, that he ever I has. I agree yeah. that might be true, but I don't think he. I think that it was just a that was WCW back then. Well, that, and I believe right. I believe his biggest regret was that he got caught. Well, and that's and that's the thing. Like they say, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so, yeah. Oh, I didn't know I was being recorded, but you know what? That doesn't make you any less of an asshole, because right. you Can know. Can I just? Fuck yeah, em. let me just say, I, and I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I no, please dive in, man. Um, I'm. That word is obviously incredibly device, divisive, but let's just be clear: who created the word versus who uses it? Two different things. Yep. It's something that Caucasian people came up to describe a group of people. And the rationale when black people such as myself and I don't use the word I find it I find it horrible I don't want to use it because I want my kids thinking it's okay it's just not a word I like but I understand black people using it so for a black man to use it even when he was on camera and he was hyped up and he used it and he said as soon as he said it's like oh my god he wasn't upset because he said it oh my god it's a terrible word he was mad because he's on camera and he was talking about oh my god. That's what that is. I will never put those two in the same category. Right. right. Understandable. It's, so that's so that completely. That's nothing. If Booker, if that's Booker T's rationale, then he should just shut the hell up I, I because think, that doesn't fit. I think all. we're ignoring the big thing though. Booker T is good friends with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That too. That helps too. I mean, no and at the end of the day, I think that's what it comes down to. They're friends. I'm sure they had a different level of apology 
and that's just the way it is. And the young kids that are that are clearly upset right now, I don't think they know. You know, they've obviously never been through WCW with him. Uh-huh, so right. I, I, look, I'll give a pass on that. Let's move on a little bit from this. I'm so glad that like we got to see the fruition of the Harvey saga on this show. <laughs> we'll still keep you on. Don't worry. You might be on every week if we don't get Ken back. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about uh, strange museums we went to. Yes. Uh, you went this last week or the week before. You went to the David Bowie Museum? So uh, the Brooklyn Museum had a David Bowie exhibit. And it was going on. It's a, it's a you know, it's a limited time engagement kind of thing. So I managed to get a ticket for one of the very last nights that they were doing it. Because the thing was selling out left and right. And what it was, was it was a retrospective of his career, his different outfits, different musical instruments he had, like telling his life story, like from the beginning to the end. And it was actually really, really well done. I want to say it was on like the fifth floor of the Brooklyn Museum, kind of buried towards the back, you know, classic, here's all the stuff you want to see, exit through the gift shop kind of scenario. Uh, they do lead you through his life, and it's it's very interesting because they, they show you his like early influences, talked about how he like loved to read and show you kind of different books that he liked to read growing up, his early artwork, lyric sheets. I mean, essentially, it's kind of like when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland does the top floor as it's a, a chain, a roaming exhibit. Like every every season, they change it to something else. So it's, it's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame caliber exhibit on Bowie, except, you know, they didn't really pull punches uh, with this one. They didn't try to kind of gloss over anything. So there was definitely a point where I looked down and I saw David Bowie's Coke Spoon. <laughs> because it's New York, because it's New York, baby. They don't got to worry about like the mom and pop Cleveland. It's it's crazy because I'm looking down and like, yeah, David Bowie had a really bad coke habit. This was his actual coke spoon they used to take bumps of to kind of keep himself engaged in the studio between takes. And I'm like, wow. So in Houston a couple weeks ago, I went to do a TV segment in the morning and I couldn't get a flight out early. It was a last minute thing. Someone had to, to check out and I needed to fill in for them. So I booked a flight, but the flights out earlier, it was a difference by like $600 in flights. And as much as I love, you know, I love to spend money. I didn't really want to blow that much money on my company. I felt kind of bad, even though I was doing this for them last minute. And I'm crazy. I'm a weirdo when it comes to budgeting at my job. So I well, was you like, should be. you're I, spending someone else's money. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's I also Verizon's money. Don't feel bad. I um, I decided to take like a nine o'clock flight out. So I'm in Houston. It is 104 degrees, 100 percent humidity. Humidity. I was just trying to find anywhere to hide, and I went to. I looked up on Yelp and I saw there was a few museums, but I couldn't find uh, anything nearby to go to until I stumbled across. I stumbled across the Museum of Funerals. What? Yeah, there's a Museum of Funerals in Houston. It's it's kind of like outside of Houston. Houston's one of those big, sprawling cities like Philadelphia, where it's suburby and then there's city area. And I found this place. It's in like a. It's kind of like a business park uh, outside of Houston and. It is massive. It is this giant thousands of square feet dedicated to the history of funerals. So I was like, should I go to this? Should I not? I don't know. It's a little far away. Should I Uber it? So I did what everybody else would do. I texted Jen of um, her upcoming podcast. It's Notorious Narratives with with Jen and Robin. We will have them on the week before, week after it launches to have them talk about their new show, right, Hambone? Absolutely. You're going to make that happen. And we, I know a guy. And I was like, "Should I go to this? Like, would you would you kill me if I didn't go to this?" She goes, "I will kill you if you don't go to this. You should go to this." So I go. It is again thousands of square feet dedicated to the history of like hearses, and they have every hearse from like the dr- horse drawn carriage ones up to the presidential hearse to the like weird Oriental hearses. Uh, I don't know. Is that a proper no. Oriental themed? Like I don't know. There's got to be a word. They're ornate Oriental I would say, style. Yeah. Well, know. no, Oriental is fine if you're use if you're describing like a rug, a, thing. a rug or a yeah, thing, yeah, okay. not a person. Yeah, so so this, I'm, I'm using it properly. It yeah, was lots of ornate hearses, and the, just the history of hearses, the history of coffins. I saw the president. They have replicas of like every president's coffin. They have a whole section dedicated to these. Uh, and this, I'm going to use Asian because I'm not sure if it was Chinese or Japanese. But they have. There's one country that makes coffins themed after what you did in life. Or what you liked. Oh, that's cool. So like horses or like spaceships or cars. Did they have the kiss coffin? They did not have the kiss coffin, at least not Slash that I saw. Slash cooler. 
That's cool. Um, but they had a whole section devoted to funeral cards, and they had a whole section devoted to Paul Bearer and his urns and his oh. funeral and his funeral card, and everybody who showed up at his funeral and spoke, and they're playing his funeral. Paul Bearer? Paul Bearer from the Ooh, WWE. Yes. Paul Bearer? Yeah, yeah, that Paul Bearer. I have photos of this. I'll show photos of oh, all this I stuff. Can't, I can't wait to see these and, photos. And, and two massive exhibits, uh, the special exhibits right now, are one is on the history of embalming. Okay. And how like embalming came to be. And that goes all the way back, obviously, to the mummy era, to the ancient Egyptians, all the way up to today and how they do the different processes. And the other one was this insane... Uh, tribute and like uh, recreation of the funeral of Pope John Paul II. That's amazing. And the history of like how popes are like from death all the way to the the whole process of how you bury a pope because they go into crazy sarcophaguses. Sarcophagi. That sounds like the most interesting museum ever. But the best part about it was it's not creepy. It's not sad. It's not disturbing. It is just the honest to God history of the funeral business. That's bizarre. And it's huge. So I, I highly recommend it. Josh, any weird museums you go to lately? Um, you know, I actually, in Bangkok, had the opportunity to go to, um, or I didn't really have the opportunity, unfortunately. Uh, they have something called the uh, Museum of Parasites, Ooh. Uh, which I was considering going. And then I thought to myself, I've been eating a lot of weird food. I'm not going to go to this. <laughs> the timing is bad. You'd have to use the hole in the ground. Yeah, exactly. So, so I said no to that one. Um but I actually went to the same exhibit that Hambone went to, the Bowie exhibit. I brought the wife, and uh, we went in March, and it was amazing. How and long is that out till? Uh, it, it's it, over. It ended on uh, Sunday. Uh, but it was pretty damn great. RV, do you take the children to museums? Or are you just like a museum of natural history? Do you do anything? Eight children, it's so hard for you. We got to do a, like, <laughs> we're going to have to do a Patreon just for you and supporting your children. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, I've taken the kids to museums, but they're kind of young, so they don't really appreciate it yet. Um, but thinking about this, since I knew we were going to talk about museums, the wife and I went to the Museum of Sex Ooh, in the city. Very good museum. I haven't been there since it opened, but it's a very good museum. It is. And we went a few years ago, so I don't have a lot of memories. I just What I do remember is that I guess... I had a different expectation of what I was going to see when I walked in there. <laughs> I, I expected instructions and like, here's what you do and don't do that, stuff like that. But it was, it was interesting just to see that. So I liked it. I think I need to go back. Yeah. Um, but that's the only strange museum that I've, that I've gone to. So, you know, that's my, that's what I can say. I think we have no time for Dojo Pro Wrestling again next oh, week. So fine. you might need to table that for next Let's week. Push to next week. Maybe we'll talk about that and how just Ring of Honor is like shit out of wrestlers. Because uh, I think that would be a conversation unless you're, you're, you're renting from New Japan. At this point. Yeah, I mean. And we could talk about uh, all about how next year they're going to do Madison Square Garden. And this will be very interesting to see how much of a capacity they get. And, uh, you know, we're all excited for you going all in in a month and a half. Oh, I can't fucking wait. We're going to have to wait. figure out how we're going to do a remote in from there. Because I think we need to do, uh, right after it's over, we need to do an episode. Well, I'm going to the after party right after it's over. Well, you're going to have to call in. We're going to have to do an episode where we're all here. And you're going to have to be on the phone at the after party. And you just got to figure it out. Okay, I'll try. We're gonna have to figure <laughs> this out because uh, I want to. I want Marty Skrull on the phone. You better get him on while you do karaoke I'll, I'll, with I'll them. I'll see what I can do. They just uh, announced today that Arn Anderson is making an appearance. I can oh, see. that is awesome. They have they, they they haven't announced that if it's like a, a buy a ticket in advance thing. They just said he's gonna be there um, because th- that's what they've been doing. They've been selling. I I they actually people so many people wanted to go to the after party. They moved the after party, so I managed to get a VIP. Uh, which was not cheap. Uh, they keep, you know, they keep adding more things every day, more events that you can go to. So I see people getting like so excited because they keep they keep buying like all their things to get all the the, the meet and greets that they want to do. And then like a few days later, they're like, oh, you just added all this other stuff. So everyone's like scrambling to try to to pay in advance for meet and greets. So I, I I think that what they're doing is great, man. That Conrad Thompson, he is a Amazing. fucking genius. Yes, he is. Since you're our special guest this week, Josh, you can kick us off. What's the cool shit you discovered, loved, found this past week? Some fucking kick-ass food in Thailand and the fact that silkworms taste like crap. What tastes like crap? Silkworms. Yeah, I ate a worm. Ah, all right, Um, fine. Nah, man, uh, I I found that jet lag sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Jet lag sucks. Extreme extreme jet lag. Yeah, yes. How about you, Harvey? What, What awesome, cool shit did you love this week? Um, I don't know if you guys happen to hear what happened on NXT 
I don't want to mention it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah, but next okay, week, yeah. some next week, something really fun happens, and so you're talking that, about spoilers. Yeah, so I don't want to spoil it, but next week might be one of the better episodes of NXT. Some uh, something big happens. As we'll always, say. as always, I'm like four weeks behind, so I might just have to binge all weekend. Harvey, you uh, next week you got to come to the table with a better cool shit you found this week, and it could be like some weird way you learn how to swaddle your new baby. I don't know. What's <laughs> <laughs> it like? Three weeks old. I mean, look, you're having a rough time, but you know we will Patreon you. We swear we will. GoFundMe will take care of you, Harvey. What? All I'm the down. children. All takes. the children. How about you, Hambone? So Noelle Stevenson, uh, who is an artist, she's the new showrunner and designer for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power that's going to drop on Netflix on November 16th. So, so excited. They just dropped the designs for it. Like They finally, like earlier this week, released it. It looks so good. I am so fucking excited for this cartoon. I uh, So I finally busted this out. So this is the Roadie 2. It is a, I've wanted one of these, like I've been dreaming of this to be created. This is a, it is a tuner for your guitar where you don't actually have to tune your guitar. You just press a button, you choose what instrument you're using, you choose what tuning, and you just put on there and you strum and it tunes it for you. It just goes, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. And for someone like me who plays rock band, Rocksmith, all day long, every chance I can, all the time, to switch tunings between like every punk band I listen to has a different tuning. So if I'm playing Bad Religion, they are in you know they're they're in open E, they're fine. But uh, Rise Against, all their stuff is in 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 like D flat or like one notch down, like flat. Um, any of the older like grunge stuff is in drop D. Like you have to sit there and read. So I actually have three bases to switch between things, so I don't have to like. Because so, I'm so lazy. This, however, especially since I completely fucked up my Iron Maiden bass. Yeah, you gotta call my buddy. Yeah, I um, this will just I'll just I'll choose the uh, all right. So it's a bass guitar. You click bass guitar. You choose D you know D standard tuning. That's the one, and it, you will just go boop and strum, and it goes and then it will like tune it for you. That's that's magic. awesome. And uh, this is called the Rody the Rody Two. I think this is the bass version, but it works on guitar too. It just got a bigger motor for uh, the big tuning pegs on the bass. I think it was like a hundred bucks. It is so worth it. I love it. Um, and it charges with USB C. You just plug in like you would your phone. Awesome. And it just like charges up. Really cool. Great design. I love cool new toys. Anyway, let's go around the table. First of all, Goldfarb. How can people? reach you uh instagram broken record guy that's it i got pictures of food pictures of stuff i do that's that it, was man. the craziest jersey accent we've ever done was a it? b for years i thought broken record guy just meant you break all your records i just realized it means you sound like a broken record it's it's got Whoa. both it's both the duality the duality blew my mind so glad to have you on the show today i hope you enjoyed it thank you so much for the tiki mug josh is the semitic messiah yep he is the uh he is the most good looking man in the world he's taken top 10 he's taken but if you hang out near him you'll get laid just by proxy that's true so definitely definitely find josh definitely like a plus three have him uh have, Magic item. have him take do your funeral not your funeral your wedding or your Whoa. funeral i haven't done a funeral have you done a funeral oh you oh. can do mine i would like you to do mine when i get mesophilioma oh i can i will you absolutely can you get my records too unless allison needs money but i don't think she will because no. i think i pulled out a three million dollar life insurance policy Anyhow, that is way too much information. Way too much information. Yes, way seriously. too much information. Let's move on to the legendary. Oh, some ice cube. Go put in there. This is a song we as white people cannot sing, but we love it. We can sing Absolutely. a couple words. We can sing like every other word. Like, have you ever heard the edited version of this song? It's basically just the and. It's 10 and seconds uh. long, isn't it? It's it's absolutely it is it is unlistenable. Actually, any let's put all the music from back. We gotta do a Sam Goody segment one day, Harvey, because oh, yes. we have enough. So we gotta get Chris on the phone. We gotta get Josh here. Allison may judge, and Hambone can just moderate us. But um, playing any of those albums from the mid to late nineties, any of those hip hop albums, Cannot like why it. were we listening to them? Because it was just like sound effects for half the songs. It's fun back then. Yeah, it's it was fun. fun. It's so weird. Anyway, Harvey, how can the kids reach you? 
All right. So Twitter and Instagram, Incognigrodian. I've thought about it. It's probably kind of hard to find me. So think of Incognito and take out the second half and put Negroidian at the end. Incognigrodian. There you go. There you go. That's how you find him. He drops the truth like no one else. He's educated. He is the, the, who's his brother? We forgot who his brother is. That would be Bobby. Bobby Lashley. Lashley. He's the younger, more attractive brother of Bobby Lashley, the soft-spoken one. Mm -hmm. God, I love you, Harvey. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, you can reach the next great per. There we go. Sometimes the soundboard is so complicated. Oh, man. Do you think this podcast drives George Colazzo fucking batshit? Absolutely batshit. Absolutely batshit. Absolutely batshit. Do you imagine if I had to edit this? This podcast. Oh yeah, you, we would never. You would. It, we wouldn't get it out as fast as you do. Ever. Ever. Like, no, it would take weeks to get this. Like everything would be not timely at all. Like I, I when I record uh, my new podcast, Vintage RPG, and you could find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Currently, the Vintage RPG podcast with Hambone and Stew, where we talk about old D and D games, new role playing games, and other fun that we're having. You can also find me on Twitter at Handbreaker, where every day I pretty much just tweet about the Bullet Club cute little animals, professional wrestling, and role-playing games. And he's happy the way he is. I'm very happy the way and I am. And if you know, but if, if women were to appear, it'd be fine. I'd just believe it at that. I would I would be very in, lovely to meet a nice girl. If yes. you play RPG, so if, listen to the Vintage RPG podcast. If you find the more attractive-sounding one attractive, he's available. Just, I mean, I'd stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I love that podcast. You sound so hot Thank in it. Thank you, buddy. It's mastery. if I were a woman and I heard Vintage RPG, I would be like, God, I need a nerd. You know, Hambone, I'm sorry I didn't bring back a ladyboy for you. <laughs> sure, Josh. I, see, I can't hear you guys. I'm getting real sides tonight. And then, the, and then the problem... So this is for Harvey. Before we close this out, Harvey, I just want you to know that, that I was blown away when I heard you say this to Hulk Hogan after right after everything went down and you just jumped in that in, in backstage like you ran into extreme rules you ran backstage you're like why is this happening and then you said this break his back make him humble and then fuck his ass yeah, I mean you know I, I still appreciate I didn't know I was being recorded <laughs> oh no you can reach me, George, at GLK Creative on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find me at cultofgeorge.com. My website was hacked. I've spent the last week. Well, no, glkcreative.com was hacked. What? But it's like the parent of Cult of George, so I've been worried. I've had to pay way too much money this week to have my my website unhacked. Oh, come on, man. That um, sucks. Yeah, they were redirecting to really bad websites. Like, like brazers? No, not stuff no, you no, would he's like. Like bad websites. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, it was just just the ones that make your screen blow up really big and take over. Like you've won an Amazon uh, gift card, uh, so uh, I had to hire some company to that. That's not that's GLK Creative. Cultofgeorge.com is fine. MyTyTV.com is where you can find all the great episodes that you're hearing. Rate, review, subscribe. We are trying to keep this podcast just like you. Totally insane. Super geeky. And incredibly sexy. Hambone, let me put on the music that makes us all super, super happy. Take us out. Everybody remember, be nice. Aloha. Drink age as well. Do you think it would have been better if you put it over ice to kind of like? Maybe it wasn't bad once it sat, but that's what the ice would do. The ice would kind of like separate a little bit. And we are now sponsored by Gosling's Dark and Stormy. It does have a, a flavor that it shouldn't have because i gotta put crap on it to stabilize it i don't know it was weird when i tasted it i think it It, needs to be cracked over it's got something no it's got something to it 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 was fine do you have a little hint of lime in there as well i didn't get that oh